Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by one of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voisin. A paralegal for more than 20 years, Vicki is dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor and host of the Paralegal Voice. I'm a NALA Advanced Certified Paralegal, and I publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies. I'm also the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. You'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. My guest today is Michelle Cummings, LLLT, which means Limited Liability Legal Technician, and we're also referring to that as the Triple LT. Michelle is from Auburn, Washington. She received her AAAS in Paralegal Studies in 1998 from an ABA-approved program. Thereafter, she worked for several law firms, ranging from a solo practitioner to large litigation firms in a wide variety of practice areas. She completed her studies at the University of Washington School of Law, earning her limited license legal technician program certificate in December 2014. And she passed the triple LT exam in the area of family law, also known as domestic relations, in May of 2015. She was the first triple LT to be licensed in Washington state. She was admitted to the limited practice of law pursuant to rule 28, of the admission and practice rules in Washington by the Washington Supreme Court on June 25th, 2015. And that's almost a year. And we're going to find out uh, how this all came to be and also, uh, you know, what kind of progress, what she's done during this year and so forth. So welcome, Michelle. Hello, Vicki. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, and I'm so happy that you could join us. Now, before we do begin, our sponsors should be recognized and thanked. That would be Boston University, offering an online certificate in paralegal studies. If you're seeking a professional credential or just want to further develop your skills, Boston University provides an affordable, high-quality, 14-week program. Visit paralegalonline.bu.edu for more information. NALA is also a sponsor. NALA is a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org. NALA is a force in the promotion and advancement of the paralegal profession and has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since our very first show. And also serve now a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high volume serves, who embrace technology and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you leading trends, significant developments and resources you'll find helpful in your career and your everyday job. Guests are usually included to help explore timely topics. And for that reason, I've invited Michelle Cummings to be with me today. 
Now, before we uh, begin our interview, I want to give some uh, background information on the Triple LT program. Actually, the state of Washington is the leader in the nation in this program. The entire legal community realizes that there needs to be greater access to justice for economically underprivileged. That's why for many years, the Triple LT has been studied. Now, I, I call it the Triple LT, although if it proceeds to other states, it may have a, a totally different name. But I will say that I asked a question on Facebook just uh, a couple of days ago, and I said the paralegal mentor is curious. If you worked in a state that offered the limited liability legal technician designation, would that be your goal? Why or why not? Or do you not have enough information to decide? And I got a huge variety of uh, answers to that. Some didn't know what it was at all, had no idea that it was even uh, something that had been talked about for many years. Others said that no, they didn't have any interest. And then we had some that said, yeah, I'd like to, I'd really like to try that. But on the whole, I don't believe that they realized that they wouldn't necessarily have to set out and have their own business. They would uh, had the opportunity to continue to work in a law firm, but have a, a practice alongside of the attorneys, but with a slightly different practice. And that's what we're going to uh, learn more about when we talk with Michelle uh, today. So Michelle, you've got a lot of experience as a paralegal, and I uh, would like to know now, uh, just where do triple LTs work? Well, Vicki, a triple LT is going to have several options available to them, which is what I prefer. Um, I didn't want to open my own business. That was not something I was interested in doing. I enjoy working for a law firm. I enjoy being part of a team. And so Instead of having the opportunity to open my own practice, I had the opportunity to continue working for the law firm I've already been working for. And I was encouraged by my employer to seek out this whole new opportunity. And if anything, it's given our clients a whole new type of legal service available to them that they didn't have before. When they've been studying this for such a long time, uh, can you give us some background behind the Triple LT program in Washington and just how it works? Sure. Um, as you already said, it's it's basically to provide equal access to justice. And in 2012, the Supreme Court of Washington signed an order adopting APR 28, which is the limited practice rule for a limited licensed legal technician. And basically, this rule allows for a licensed non-lawyer to provide legal advice and assist clients on a limited basis in certain areas of law. And we can do this independently and without an attorney's supervision. Now, family law is currently the only law available for the triple LT, and it is believed that there will be some other practices such as estate planning, landlord, tenant, or immigration law. Those things have been tossed about. I was very fortunate. I already worked for a family law firm. So the fact that the first designation was family law was definitely a blessing in disguise. Oh, absolutely. And I've also heard bankruptcy might be an interesting one, one that um, be a triple LT in that particular area too. Uh, what are the requirements uh, to be a triple LT in Washington? Well, first, there's the education requirements to apply for the triple LT license. The candidate must have an associate level degree or higher. 
and that would include a 45-credit core curriculum from an ABA-approved law school, or it could be from an ABA-approved paralegal program and practice area courses. They also need to acquire about 3,000 hours of substantive law work experience, and this is to be supervised by a licensed lawyer. And they need to do this for three years prior or two, up to three years after receiving their license. And some people, like me, I was like, what does that mean? And that comes out to be about 18 months if you work full-time, 40 hours a week. I was pretty fortunate because I was already working for my current law firm in 2011. So by the time I took the exam and obtained my license, I had well over the required 3,000 hours. Other candidates were um, trying to obtain their three hours through uh, volunteer work. And uh, I think they were also doing things such as internships. So those, there's more than one way that, to get those hours. Once you have all of your core curriculum and your educational requirements, then you can go ahead and apply to take the um, classes at the UW, but you have to have permission from the Washington State Bar Association to do that. So again, it's some of the it's another apply application process. You have to prove that you have the the right um, credentials, and so you'll receive an email that tells you that you've been approved to take those classes, and it will uh, be online. It's not where you actually go into the class. And so those classes, for me, they were twice a week from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., and I also had to do reading assignments before each class. Those classes had detailed lecture. Well, we had opportunity to ask questions, but nothing was verbalized. It was all, like, typewritten online questions. And then we would have assignments that would be given to us after each class, about a total of eight for each of them. And you had to successfully pass those classes in order to move on to the next um, para the family law class available. Well, I have to tell you, Michelle, that all sounds daunting. You put the, <laughs> the number 3000 in front of me and I'm going, whoa. But um, you're right, about 18 months and then, and it looks like it's pretty well planned so that it's really not to, uh, you know, it can be done. What I'm wondering though, and I know that our listeners will be wondering, you know, what are the costs that are associated with becoming a triple LT? That's going to depend on where the individual is in their legal profession. So if you're not even a paralegal yet, obviously you're going to have to go to a paralegal ABA approved school and, and obtain your degree. Now, back when I was a paralegal, they didn't offer the core curriculum that the schools are now providing to the current paralegals. So I had to do some other hoops to jump through um, in order to obtain that core curriculum. So I have some schools that are even contacting me now about um, classes that you know, we can recommend in order to help prepare paralegals to actually move forward for the triple LT. Now, once you have that particular background covered and you've jumped through the hoops and you're getting ready to actually apply for the UW um, courses, I paid about approximately $3,700 for three quarters, which was three courses. Now, I don't know what the cost is now. It may be the same. So I would also, I mean, assume you should check the websites for the school that you'll be attending for those fees. 
They also require you to have the paralegal core competency exam. Um, it's sort of similar to the PACE certified or NALA certified. And I do believe that the application fee is $25 still. And even for the NFPA uh, core competency exam, you have to meet certain eligibility criteria. So again, more hoops to jump through. And then you have the option of taking a study course and you purchase a study guide and the study guide is $75 and they offer two courses, one for $189 and one for $395. I took the one that was $395. It was approximately seven weeks and it was again another type of school atmosphere, online assignments, which actually helped me prepare for taking the courses at the UW. Now then, as far as the exam fees, currently the initial exam, which includes a practice area, and then there's your professional liability um, responsibility portion, that's $300. And unfortunately, not everybody passes the exam the first time, so some people will have to take those, again, separately. So if you're taking the initial exam separately, it's $250, and then the professional responsibility would be $80 and you only have three chances to pass. So if you don't pass by the third time, there's no do-over. So what what is the percentage that you have to have to pass? Do you know? It's 75%, and again, this doesn't really take into the actual application process or those fees either. When you are applying to actually take the exam, you have to provide certain additional credentials. You now need to do a Washington State uh, Patrol background check, and this is a recent change. I had to do an actual FBI background check, which was a little bit more extensive. So it's good to see that they kind of took a little bit more of a lax, and um, the main reason is because it takes a long time to get an FBI background check. You have to fill out a character and fitness questionnaire, and then you have to verify that you have your um, NFPA paralegal core um, credential that you've passed that exam. And then, of course, your uh, education and completion of the um, triple LT course. For me, it was the family law stuff at the UW. And then you also have to obtain two good moral character certificates from an attorney, another triple LT already licensed, or an LPO that's also in good standing, and that's a um, a real estate um, operator. So, again, more hoops to jump through. But once you get those, you're on your way to your exam. Okay. Now, Michelle, I have to say that's a lot of hoops. It's almost scary. You must have to sit down and just plan your steps that you're going to have to take. And I'm sure that, you know, when you're more familiar with it, it doesn't sound so bad either. We're going to take a short break for a word from our sponsors, Boston University, NALA, the Association of Legal Assistance Paralegals, and ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. And when we come back, we'll continue our discussion about triple LTs with my guest, Michelle Cummings. Are you looking to advance your career? Do you know someone who wants to enter the paralegal profession? Boston University's fully online certificate in paralegal studies is a fantastic option. It's affordable, takes just 14 weeks to complete, and is led by accomplished faculty who teach employer-focused skills like legal research, writing, technology, and more. 
visit paralegalonline.bu.edu for more information and to download a free brochure. That's paralegalonline.bu.edu. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with all those in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and my guest today is Michelle Cummings, LLLT. We're discussing the limited liability legal technician, also known as the Triple LT. Now, Michelle, the state of Washington is the first to offer the Triple LT designation, and you were the first one to be licensed as a Triple LT in the state of Washington. Before the commercial break, we were discussing the requirements to become a Triple LT. And now I'm wondering just when and where is the exam offered and what happens after you pass that exam? Well, Vicki, the exam is held at the Washington State Bar Association Conference Center in downtown Seattle. And the exam itself takes about six hours in length. It's broken up into several parts. You do get a break, a 15-minute break and a one-hour lunch. Now, I don't live close to Seattle, so I carpooled with some other ladies, and we drove in about an hour and 15 minutes out there and uh, got there early to make sure we had parking because it was a very long and daunting day ahead of us. Um, now, once you pass the exam itself, um, you are going to be notified in writing, and your passing score is valid for up to one year. After passing the exam, you then can apply for your license to practice. So technically, you don't really even have to apply for your license right away. Uh, a lot of people at the beginning were unable to even apply for their license because there were seven of us who passed the exam that first go-round. But there was a requirement, as it is with attorney, is that you have a professional liability insurance coverage. And there was no professional liability insurance coverage available for the triple LT unless they worked for a law firm, which I already did. I came under the same umbrella as legal staff. So I was able to uh, pay my $175 application fee. I then attached my confirmation of 3,000 hours of substantive work experience to that application. And then this was exciting for me. I am required or I was required to do an oath in front of an actual judge and it's the oath of a limited licensed legal technician. And that was a really um, empowering moment. My employer was there. 
another individual that passed the exam uh, that I did study courses with was there. And it was just a really exciting moment for my career. Now, once you have those particular items and your application, you submit it to the Washington State Bar Association for review, and then they forward it over to the Supreme Court of Washington to issue an order to actually admit you to have the limited license to do the limited practice of law. And I was being that I was the first, it took some time because what's funny is the girl who was to review my packet was on vacation. So I had to wait for her to come back from vacation before they could submit my packet to the Washington State Supreme Court. Well, I can imagine how excited you were. Uh, just, just passing a certification exam is exciting. So this is one step further and I, I, I can just imagine the thrill. So tell our listeners what you do as a, as a limited liability legal technician. <laughs> I know that's why we go triple LT. Even I can't say it, you know, get tongue tied and it's crazy. But since I have um, been licensed, I, I won't, I won't lie. It was slow going. I did many phone calls because nobody knew I even existed. And by the, you know, grace of public, you know, media, I was contacted by a reporter who came into my office and interviewed me and took some pictures and he put me in the Seattle Times. And oh boy, did I start getting some phone calls. Not all of them were for family law, which is, you know, I, I can only do limited practice in family law. But I did get uh, some clients and since then I now have assisted approximately 16 people. I continue to get phone calls. Uh, some people do become a client. Some people I just assist on an hourly basis. They'll come in for a consult and they're done. They got what they needed in the information to continue on their own. Because ultimately they're pro se. They represent themselves with the assistance of the triple LT. So what I do is they'll call, they'll make an appointment. I'll review their paperwork with them. A lot of times they've prepared it themselves. And unfortunately, because they don't understand the paperwork, paperwork or the laws that apply, I can help them mark the right boxes and choose the right options. Some of them are able to then move on. They just go ahead and continue or they'll come back and ask me to review additional paperwork. Some people prefer the more of the hand-holding. They want someone to be there, so they'll hire me on a long-term basis in which I then prepare their paperwork. I assist them with the e-filing of the paperwork. Uh, I effectuate service. I can assist them with their motion practice, finalizing their dissolution. Some of them require default because the other party is non-existent either in the state or doesn't opt to respond. I can assist in paternity actions, uh, which includes doing a residential schedule or parenting plan, child support worksheets, a child support order. In fact, a triple LT can even participate and assist in the child support administrative, administrative process. In all essence, I'm really just assisting people at a limited level at a more, I don't know, a significantly less price than an attorney. It's just, that's just really how it comes down to it. My hourly rate is significantly lower. And um, some of my clients have even emailed me to let me know that they were so thankful for helping them and that judges have actually appreciated how well prepared their documents were and that the rules um, were properly followed. Well, I have another question for you, Michelle, and we, we didn't talk about this before, but do you screen your your own clients or does someone else do that for you? And then are your clients billed through the law firm or do you bill them? 
I am billed through the law firm. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm similar to the same kind of practice as an associate attorney. So when people come in, they meet with me. I discuss what I am able to offer them as far as services. They have two options. They can, um, re, you know, hire me to do flat fee services and they can hire me to do a trust advance service. So I, explain all their options available to them. They choose the product that best suits their needs. And all fees are paid to the, the law office. I bill my hourly rate and I get paid the same as I did when I was a paralegal. I get a paycheck every two weeks. And I I guess uh, my hope in time is that when I bring more business to the firm, I can actually seek to become a partner within the firm because that is something a triple LT also has that a paralegal doesn't. I can be offered a partnership. Okay. It really sounds like a wonderful opportunity for a knowledgeable paralegal, a way to expand their roles. So I'm saying that, but I'm wondering what you see as the future of the triple LT. Well, what I like about the triple LT is it's, to me, it's even just another way of being a hybrid paralegal because when I'm not assisting my own clients, I'm still assisting the attorneys with their clients at a paralegal role. So I get to still do the thing that I've enjoyed doing the last 20 years, and I get to also do something extra that brings more business to the firm that I work for, and I get to help people who can't help themselves. Now, the Triple LT has the option of being their own business owner. I know that there are some Triple LTs out there who we're going to do a business together to help keep their costs down because opening a business does have risks just like anything else. There are several other triple LTs that I uh, know that are licensed that work for law firms just like I do. They even contacted me in the beginning to see how we were doing it. What was our business model for my being part of a firm and being a triple LT uh, people have asked me if I considered opening my own practice, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not really interested in that. I really like where I work. I've enjoyed being in this firm, and my employer has been so supportive. She was the one who said, I want you to do this, go get licensed, and if you can't get it today. I didn't even know of the Triple LT program until she brought it to my attention. So not all lawyers are against the idea. If anything, um, there are several lawyers that have asked their paralegals, go get this, go get this done. Let's add this to our firm as a service. I think that's wonderful. It's, it, it's probably much like the attorneys who were forward thinking and uh, wanted paralegals to work for them and, and actually figured out that it could be a really, really good thing for, uh, you know, for the firm. You just mentioned a little bit about the future and, and we've talked about risk, talked about risk, but there's also a lot of expense with having an independent business uh, insurance. She talked about insurance earlier, and I'm assuming there's malpractice insurance uh, available now for um, a triple LT who wants to have their own practice. Is that available? Yes, they actually have several different uh, products available now. And I I continue to be under my employer, but it's nice to know that if for some reason I'm out on my own and, and looking to start a business, I have several products to choose from. Well, I guess my main question is, I hope that there is enough business to allow someone to have a profitable business. I mean, we're not in this for uh, for volunteer work. 
uh, I'm sure that's nobody's goal. And, you know, the goal of a business is to make a profit. So um, I'm just hoping that the expense of doing business isn't so much that you can't make a profit as a triple LT on your own. So that's, that remains to be seen, doesn't it? Well, like we were talking about, any business model will have its risks. However, I believe once the concept of a triple LT is more widely accepted and once it's better known to the general public, it absolutely could be viable. Well, and you know, Michelle, Washington State was the leader in this, but now some other states are actually thinking about this, this program. They may call it something else. But um, two years ago, I interviewed Steve Crossland and Thea Jennings from the Washington State Bar Association, who were really instrumental in getting this program started and who've gone around the country and spoken to other bar associations. So, you know, two years ago, and actually that recording is available on Legal Talk Network if anyone is interested. We have um, the Connecticut Bar Association has a task force on the future of legal education and standards for admission and being sure that non-lawyers can be permitted to offer some basic uh, services to the public. The Oregon State Bar has the task force, and actually I think they're one of the ones that are closest along with California to really making this happen. There's the New York City Bar Association, Vermont Bar Association, Massachusetts Bar Association. So it's, it's coming. And I think it's something that is very exciting for paralegals for their for their future. We've long wanted an expanded role, and we really have expanded our roles, but not to this extent. So I think this is wonderful, and congratulations to being number one. Thank you. Tell me uh, if are any of our listeners want to get in touch with you or learn more about the Triple LT program, how would they do that? Now, to get in touch with me, you can always go to the law firm's website, which is uh, the www.fiori, which is spelled F-I-O-R-I, lawoffice.com, or you can email me directly at michelle at fiorilawoffice.com. And now, if you want to learn more about the Triple LT program, if you're in Washington State, the Washington State Bar Association website is an excellent tool. They have so much information on there. So I would like to believe that other states that are interested in this program, too, maybe contact your local bar association and see if they have that information. Right. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your taking the time to share your expertise as a Triple LT. Thank you, Vicki. This has really been a pleasure. I've enjoyed myself. I, I should add before I let you go that you recently had an article in NALA's Facts and Findings, uh, a very good article, and that was titled The Triple LT Experience. That was in their June 2016 issue. And I think that you can get that from NALA. Uh, members already got it, but I think that you can buy a copy if you want to. So uh, excellent article, a lot more information. And uh, Michelle's one of a kind here. So uh, be sure to check out all of her information. So thanks, Michelle. Thank you, Vicki. Okay, I'll be in touch. Thanks again. All right. Bye-bye. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too.
Welcome back, everyone. This is the part of the program of the Paralegal Voice where I share my practice tip for today. And you know, we've been talking about the Triple LT. It's a slow, been a very slow process. I, I think I've read things back as far as 2003. Uh, the Washington program, uh, I told you I interviewed people or people from the state bar in 2014, and they'd already been working on this for a while. So I, I believe that it's a well thought out uh, program and something that you need to follow for your own career success. If you're located in another state, uh, be careful that you're uh, watching for uh, news releases and so forth from uh, from the state bar about the progress. I will tell you that the American Bar Association in uh, February of this year of 2016 uh, adopted a, a resolution about, and they called this the ABA model regulatory objectives for the provision of legal services. And they uh, resolved that each state's highest court and those of each territory and tribe be guided by the ABA model regulatory objectives for the provision of legal services when they do assess the court's existing regulatory framework and any other regulations they may choose to develop concerning non-traditional legal service providers. So that would be the triple LT or whatever they choose to, uh, to call them. So this is uh, marching across the country country. Uh, often attorneys will just, you know, put up their hands and say, no way, this isn't going to happen in our state. But it happened in Washington, and I see it uh, just progressing. So it's it's something to always be watching. And if you're a leader of your um, state association, national association, local in your city, uh, be sure that you are keeping your members up to date. Because it, as I told you, I asked on Facebook how people would uh, would view this. Would they want to do it or not? And I got the general impression that they didn't totally understand it. That's understandable. It's, it, there isn't that much information out there. As it comes about, be sure that your members uh, know that, that they're well informed so that they can make a decision and maybe even participate in the institution of this kind of a program. That's all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. If you have questions about today's show, please email them to Vicki, V-I-C-K-I, at paralegalmentor.com. Don't forget to check out my website, paralegalmentor.com, and also my blog, which is paralegalmentorblog.com. Both of those resources have been designed to help you move your career in the right direction, and that is always forward. This is Vicki Voison thanking you for listening to The Paralegal Voice and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Vicki Voisin for her next podcast on issues and trends affecting paralegals and legal assistants. 
subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.